Well, hello out there from snowy Northeast Ohio. Today is Thursday, February 4th, 2022. This is episode number 226, 226, 276 of the All Around Growth Podcast, a show that provides some insight and tools to build the life and homestead of your dreams. My name is Rob Kaiser, and I am your host. Today, we're going to talk about some practical things here on the homestead. Some preparations that were made, additional preps that were taken last night, as a matter of fact, and inspired by you. And when I say you, this is a shout out to Andy, who had dropped a couple of messages in the Telegram chat about the upcoming snowstorm that delivered a few inches of snow overnight and continues to fall this morning and likely will throughout the day. We'll see how that goes. But uh, he's a little south of us, also in Ohio. And while this storm delivered snow here, if I'm not mistaken, In his neck of the woods, that means ice, rain, sleet, all the nasties. So it sounds like he had taken a a couple additional steps as well in securing his preps with the generator. And I lucked out and was able to pick up a new-to-me generator last year a Harbor Freight model I'll have to see if I can find information on that and link to it in the show notes I'm I'm very ignorant on my own generator but it is uh, it's basically brand new it's even got some of that plastic film around the the outlets but it is it is large It is larger than what I likely would have initially looked at as a first generator. However, we have the cabin where we all technically reside. And then there is the barn, which contains my business office and commercial kitchen adjacent to it so we've got and that inside that room there are two commercial uh, one commercial freezer two commercial refrigerators and one chest freezer and there is also a mini split HVAC system that maintains the temperature of the room to 70 degrees, which brings up another point in terms of the management of that, because that is, we really need to figure out a way to direct wire this into the, into the main panel of the barn so that the generate, but this is, this is kind of beyond my what what we're going to talk about today and also beyond my 
my skill set, but that's also something that once I get there would definitely make a good show, along with other more homesteady projects, things that I simply haven't talked a whole lot about uh, lately. As I previously mentioned, I'd done a few shows on this whole commercial kitchen project and and basically was going to do a well I'm doing a series just haven't haven't done an episode on this particular series in in a while on building a commercial kitchen from scratch with parts lists and everything um so that you could do the same and a room like this isn't and wouldn't simply be limited to the use case of a commercial kitchen. You could easily build out a room just like this and have it be a, uh, a grow room for microgreens or mushrooms or whatever. Um, it could be a workshop, like a, um, it could be a soap room, a soap manufacturing room, what, what, whatever you need a space for that you don't have a dedicated space already. And if you're looking to, to frame out a room, holy crap, the roads are terrible on this side road. Um, I'm going to put my, I'm going to slow down and put my truck in four wheel drive guys. There's some oncoming vehicles and this, uh, this road's only had one, one pass on it. So it's going to be a little squirrely when these other vehicles are coming up. Okay. Four-wheel drive engaged. Now I feel like a real man. All right. Now that I got my four-wheel drive engaged in my truck, we can talk about manly things like generators in my trip to Home Depot last night. That's right. Inspired by the audience, I decided to take some additional measures with regard to our own preparation. Okay, I'm gonna stop with the voice and uh, try to pick up where I left off with that thought train before I sh shifted gears. Uh-huh. You like that? All right. So, all this generator talk last night got me thinking. Okay, we've got this generator and that's good. What's our situation like with extension cords. We certainly have a few. Probably got 100 footer, several other, you know, 50 footers. Uh, you know, just a whole bunch of miscellaneous cordage that is downstairs in the basement from working on the project recently down there out in the barn. Most of it's nicely, you know, 
cabled up and looks good hanging on the wall on the nail there. Um, but, you know, if we were in a, that that's all good and that would supply getting to the cabin and then getting to the kitchen, but where do we go from there? So I, I decided to run out and pick up, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna sit on these. Uh, I felt good about buying two 12 gauge, 100 foot, uh, rigid brand extension cords. They were pretty low on 100 foot extension cords and they were sold out of 10 gauge, I think it was. And, and I kind of wanted at least one of the, well, I think it'd be good to get the big boys for the primaries running out of the generator to the cabin and to the kitchen. And then from there, I bought two rigid uh, five-way, uh, I don't know, splitters. Um, it's a nice little, it's a nice little design that, that will allow any type of plug configuration and five outlets off of the one heavy should be, you know, should allow the basic needs to be taken care of. Um, I also decided to pick up a couple of gas cans. Some of these, all of these purchases, okay, I do not recommend doing what I did last night, which was basically making a last minute trip to Home Depot in the rain and you know, feeling inspired, but also uncertain as to what the weather would actually hold. Generally, we're okay here. Winter is winter is winter is. But all of this messaging back and forth in the group and talk about extension cords. Well, the, the, actually the talk about extension cords came after the fact, I think I'd already retired for the night and um, talk about gauges of extension cords and the salvaging of extension cords and uh, the repairing of extension cords and the making of your own extension cords. So, I mean, if any of or all of that sounds interesting, then um, check out the Telegram chat. I mean, that's some of the stuff that we're talking about on the reg, t.me slash growth. Roads are a little better up here, but we'll see once I turn down this other side road where we are with the plowing. And we'll see if the lady who's always out walking is out walking today. She's relentless. Rain uh, generally doesn't matter. She is always out, but this might be a different story. It's, it's, uh, 
it snowed pretty good last night and it's it was actively snowing but it's not as much right now so getting back to the Home Depot trip um, much of this was simply uh, a little fear-induced and a little panic of, uh, cripes, we've got this generator, but don't really, our, our, the, the, the situation with regard to the extension cords is uncertain at best. So to be on the safe side, I picked up a couple of those cords. I did a show recently, just a couple weeks ago, about keeping fuel on the homestead and how that is something that I'd been thinking about doing the 12 uh, 12 five gallon fuel containers gasoline we're talking now uh, and ha keeping them in rotational storage I've been waffling on this because in my heart of hearts what I'd really like to do is have 12 20 liter jerry cans nice Waverly brand jerry cans but these things are like 80 bucks right so what to do well the what to do led to me doing nothing so and that the we actually we have one five gallon fuel can at the homestead and it is old it is pretty beat up and the nozzle is shit so you know it's one of these old cans that we keep stuffed with a stuffed with a rag one of these old nozzles so i said f it and I just bought two of these. Hmm. Let me see if I still have the thing in my pocket. I can tell you the brand right now, possibly. If not, I'll have to look it up and link to them in the show notes. But I bought two, yes, Scepter gas cans. And they seem okay. Nozzle seems easy to use. Uh, before I buy any more, I'm going to read some reviews about them. These are 30 bucks a piece. And, you know, 50 bucks times 12. You do the math. I think I'd rather have the gas and if I want to upgrade to jerry cans at some point, great. That 
leaves me in a position to where if I am out running errands or whatever, maybe I can throw a five-gallon can in my truck. I don't, whatever. So we'll see, Scepter gas cans, how do they hold up in the long run? If you've used them and you own them, let me know. Let us know in the chat on Telegram, t.me slash allaroundgrowth. You can blow up the, the Facebook group as well. All the episodes are shared there, but we're just, we don't really get a lot of activity on the Facebook group anymore. And as I was thinking about this, this topic today, getting, you know, getting ready, drinking the last of my tea and, you know, making sure the truck's all warmed up and what have you, I thought, and I was going to, you know, begin the show with, with this and then I, well, I didn't, but I thought, oh no, more talk, you know. Here, because I, I feel like this talk of of, of pre- preparedness, right? Like, I feel like this is kind of a device. I feel like everything is divisive. Like, no, why is everything divisive? You know, why are we so why why are we such weak people that we can't like engage? with or uh, you know with people about things that we don't agree 100% on you know we've 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 created this and you know we all want to blame we all want to blame something someone some you know we want to blame the algorithm we want to blame mark zuckerberg we want to blame social media but the end of the day the only person that we can really blame is ourselves for the use of all of these tools the algorithms they aren't inherently evil they function the way that they do because of the way that they've been designed and more often than not as far as I can tell the algorithm has been designed to generate clicks and engagement to optimize views on advertisements that are being paid for by the advertisers because all of these platforms are free to use but they got to make their money somehow so how do they do it that's how i'm sure there are other ways but i'm kind of just an ignorant guy talking about these things but because the algorithm operates in the way that it does when we use social media in the ways that we do, oftentimes the negative engagement is what drives more use. Because we're reactive. We're not responsive. We're not proactive with our communication with much of anything these days. I don't know. Go ahead, man. Okay. 
so yeah, this, this, you know, this idea and this talk of prepping, I'm sure this is going to be something that might turn some people off. This topic of prepping is going to be some people are going to be like, yes, let's talk about this more. Some people are going to hear this and be like, prepping. Isn't that for the zombie apocalypse and the, you know, the, the, the end of the world as we know it scenarios? Mad Max? Sure, I guess. Or, you know, many of the listeners in the Telegram group also listen to a podcast by an individual named Jack Spearco. His podcast is called The Survival Podcast. And the, the, the tagline to his show is uh, helping you live a better life if times get tough or even if they don't. And that's, that's, it's funny because if you listen to him, he oftentimes, you know, you know, like makes fun of the tagline and how long it is. And from a marketing standpoint, how nonsensical it is, but it, 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 it's completely sensible from terms of like a practical standpoint and, and, and what his objective is with his show. Helping you live a better life for if times get tough or even if they don't. So no matter what happens, you're good to go. Lose power, no problem. I mean, no one wants these problems to happen because every time these, anything that contributes to these end of the world scenarios and these, you know, chaos and this dystopian weird Mad Max idea, like any, you know, anything that contributes to the likelihood of this happening, no one really wants, like people that are into prepping don't want this unless they're just weirdos who are looking for a reason to shoot people and I, I don't know man I don't really want to associate with people like that that look for reasons of any kind for negative things to happen it's 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 uh that's those are thought patterns and behaviors that in my humble opinion border along the line of something re resembling uh, the, those who are sociopaths working in high-ranking positions in the corporate world and politicians, bureaucrats. Anyways, that's it, guys. It's been a, uh, an interesting drive here to the tree farm, but here we are. Um... I see one set of tire tracks. I'm willing to bet it is the mechanic, one of them. And uh, we'll see who else braves the weather 
and decides to come in today. Um, as a matter of fact, who is it? I don't see the mechanics truck. Well, I don't know guys, we'll find out. At any rate, I hope that you have a great day. Looks like it might be the new mechanic. Um, yeah, I hope that you have a great day. Stay warm wherever you are. I'm not going to stay. I almost said stay free or stay safe because we get a lot of people saying this right now. You know, hey, stay safe out there. And I heard John Bush at one point in the Live Free Academy say that his response to everyone he hears say, stay safe is stay free. So with that, guys, catch you tomorrow. This is Rob Kaiser. And thank you. It's weird parking my truck here when no one else is here. But uh, we'll see. Okay. I guess I could have stopped recording a long time ago before I parked, but it just wouldn't have been the real experience, would it have been? Anyways, this is Rob Kaiser, and thank you.